Welcome to the Feel Good Running Podcast. No matter what level runner you are, and whether you prefer road or trail running or both, you will find this podcast informative, motivating, inspiring, and entertaining. We have interesting guests, running-related information, inspirational stories about real runners, and much more. Now, here's your host and a longtime runner himself, Jim Lynch. Hey, runners, how you doing? My name is Jim Lynch, and this is my podcast, Feel Good Running. I'd like to welcome you to it. This is episode number 74, and it's February. Yeah, all month long. Shorter month, right? But it is, and we already have a month down in the year 2022. About that. If you are a new listener, I'd like to welcome you to this podcast. And if you're a regular listener, just know that I appreciate you. Well, I haven't had an episode out in three weeks because I was in Maui, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I was out there working on the course for the Maui Marathon, which is going to be held on Sunday, April 24th. And I'm the course director. And I made sure that the course was all set. I refreshed all the mile markers that were painted on the ground. So it's easily noticeable when I get out there to put up the mile marker signs for all the races. So that was accomplished. Spent some time with John, the race director, and we were able to put some stuff together. I finalized a lot of the aid stations for the event. So it's coming together. And just think what a great vacation that would be for you. You could enjoy a great event, bring your family out, bring a partner out, whatever you'd like to do. Run a race, whether it's the marathon, half marathon, 10K, 5K, and enjoy the island. It's a beautiful island and there's so much to do. If you're an outdoors person, what a great place. And it's just beautiful. And you can get more information at MauiMarathon.com. And I have a special offer for you from Feel Good Running. If you want to sign up for the full marathon or the half marathon of the Maui Marathon for this year, you can get a 25% discount off the registration. And all you need to do is enter the code when you register, FEELGOODRUNNING25. And it's case sensitive, so it's all lower case. So if you put in caps, it's not going to work. So feel good running 25, lowercase. And with the money you save on registration, you can buy a lot of macadamia nuts. Just saying. So when I was out there, I didn't know how I was going to react. It's been two years since I left Maui and moved back to Denver. And I was a little apprehensive. And as the plane was coming in for the final approach, I'm looking out the window at the West Maui Mountains. Oh my gosh. A lot of rush of emotion came through me. I didn't realize how much I missed the island. Oh, I didn't realize how many friends I have on the island. And I got to see so many of them. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful time. It, uh, it really moved me a lot. I got to run with the Wednesday night running group that I was part of and put on for five years. And Ashley is doing a great job of keeping that going. And I got to see a lot of runners at that. I was a little bit part of the Maui Oceanfront Marathon, the one that Les Wright puts on. That was held the weekend that I was there. And I uh, headed up the cookie run 
on Thursday. And that's basically a, for those that come out to the island early, it's a way to have a little morning run, little shakeout run, get a chance to meet some of the other runners that are there for the event and some pastries afterward and just socialize. It was really nice. And I was going to run the 10K, but I didn't. I ended up hanging out with John, the Maui Marathon race director, uh, at the half of the half. They had a shortage of people that came over from the timing company. And so we stood out there and I directed runners as they were coming around to hit the mat and turn around and start heading back for the half marathon. And I enjoyed that so much. And if you listen to episode number 72, it's Strides in Recovery, where I interviewed executive director Leslie Gold. And she was out there with her husband, both ran the half marathon. And there was also uh, about nine runners that were part of the Maui Oceanfront Marathon from Strides in Recovery. And I'll tell you what, I got pictures of them as they were coming around the turn uh, in the half marathon to start heading back and uh, very rewarding experience. I enjoyed it very much. So I got to say that I miss the island a lot and I'm going to be back there for the marathon, be out there on the course, making sure everything's safe and you have enough supplies and medical and anything else that's needed out there. So your journey, whether you're doing 26.2 miles, 13.1, 6.2 or what's the other one? 3.1. Yeah, that's the 5K. Um, It's going to be a good time for you if you're out there. And I have to give one more shout out to my friend, Patty, who put me up while I was out on the island. She's a, just an amazing woman and a sweetheart and I can't thank her enough. She's a, a very dear friend. So if you're listening, Patty, thank you. All right. I have a great show for you today. I got four items that I know you're going to enjoy. So please share this podcast, this episode with your running friends and on your social media platforms. It would really help the show to continually grow. So enjoy. Searching anywhere and everywhere? Get ready, because it's time for this episode's inspirational feel-good running news. I've met hundreds of runners over the years, and one thing I've noticed that most of us have in common is that we can be super stubborn when it comes to our sport. I know I am. Maybe not as much now as I was when I was running towards my goal of a certified marathon in all 50 states plus D.C. and 101 marathons. But it's really no wonder that many of us run even if we have a cold or flu. We run no matter what the weather is, and we run at strange times and odd places just to get the run done. And for most of us, we simply just can't not run. When I read about Gretchen Schoenstein, it hit me that she is undoubtedly one of the most stubborn runners I have ever heard about. Gretchen has run 100 half marathons and she did it to overcome a rare disease that threatened to end her running career. Her journey leading up to her 100th milestone half marathon started back in 2006 when she was diagnosed with sarcoidosis, an autoimmune disease characterized by inflammation in the lungs. Having previously been diagnosed with the thyroid disorder Hashimoto's and other autoimmune diseases, doctors told her it would be 
best if she didn't run anymore. She said, I lived a very cautious life for three years. I was very much in that space for a while. Like, I can't do anything more. I'll just live a smaller, cautious life. And now at this point, what I've realized is that the amount that I've pushed myself is, in a way, just the right amount. Several years following her diagnosis and against her doctor's orders, Gretchen signed up for a 13.1-mile San Francisco half marathon in 2010, a decision that ultimately transformed the direction of her life. Gretchen thought it would be good to have something to aim for, something to work towards. She said she ran one half marathon and it felt amazing. She was able to cross the finish line and there was a sense of euphoria, possibility, and healing that happened. Have you ever felt that way when you cross the finish line of a race? I have many times. Rejuvenated by her success, Gretchen ran four more half marathons within the year. Her friends challenged her to double her previous total the next year. She ended 2011 with 11 half marathons under her belt, boistering her sense of progress. It was also around this time that Gretchen wanted to run for something bigger than herself. She first ran on behalf of cancer charities to help raise awareness and money. She then shifted to a cause closer to her heart, running for Operation Shooting Star, an advocacy organization focused on autoimmune diseases. Gretchen said, It fell in a place called Operation Shooting Star, and its founder, Audrey, has MS. And we got to talking, and she and I have partnered together over the years to raise money for research and for awareness. For the past three years, Gretchen ran on behalf of Operation Shooting Star, serving as an ambassador to raise awareness and funds that will benefit autoimmune disease research. It was then she made the pledge to reach 100 half marathons in a 10-year span, starting from her first half marathon in 2010. Even after running all these half marathons and with the years under her belt, her doctors continued to urge her to stop running. Gretchen said, I kept trying to run and oftentimes against my doctor's orders. I had a flare-up in 2018 and a couple doctors were sitting at the end of my bed and would say I wasn't running number 75, which was three weeks later. I just smiled and knew that they were wrong, and I did run. I know what my body is capable of and when I can push it and when I cannot. Inspired to continue her journey to 100, she then planned to run 11 half marathons across five months, a lofty total, even by her own frenetic standards. She managed to do five of them within the month of October, including three in one weekend. Yet still, Gretchen insists that she isn't an elite runner. She said, I hope I'm more relatable to people. I didn't run in college. I don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a nutritionist or a trainer. I'm not that person. I'm just out here trying to see what's possible. From the San Francisco Half Marathon in 2010 to the Napa to Sonoma event on Sunday, December 12th of last year, she's been driven by sheer will to reach the 100th milestone. 
Congratulations, Gretchen. We admire your courage, tenacity, grit, and of course, your stubbornness. Thank you for your work to raise funds and awareness for what is a debilitating disease. Your work and dedication serves as a reminder to all of us what is possible when we rely on ourselves to overcome obstacles. Read the full story in the article link in the show notes to meet Gretchen and check out the really cool photo of her and all her race medals. And as a side note, what Gretchen did, sometimes going against doctor's orders, was her decision and not a recommendation or a green light for you to do the same. I'm not endorsing you to follow Gretchen's path. This is just the story I presented of Gretchen's story, who is determined. It worked out for her. Cheers to you, Gretchen. You're awesome. As runners, we are all aware of the obvious possible physical benefits our sport provides. Running makes us stronger and keeps all our muscles in the best shape possible. And that includes our most important muscle, our heart. But don't forget about the benefit to internal organs, mainly our brain. I think it's interesting that our brain is the third largest organ in our body and makes up about 2% of the human body's weight, but uses 20% of its total energy and oxygen intake. That's a lot of energy and oxygen to replenish and running helps feed the pipeline. Plus, our brain is 73% water. It only takes 2% dehydration to affect our attention, memory, and other cognitive skills. So that is another reason for runners to be especially mindful of hydrating. Oh, it's so important. I got to thinking about how my daily run makes me smarter. Gee, I could really use some help in that area, all right? Well, I looked into it and discovered a really interesting study that helps prove that running is vital for the whole body and actually makes us more brainy and more happy. According to a recent study on Changing America, just 10 minutes of running per day can improve not just our cognitive ability, but it boosts our mood. We've all heard of the quote, runner's high, right? I felt it myself every so often after completing a long run. Not every time, but every so often. It's quite awesome. And according to this study, the mood boost consistently reduces anxiety and depression. The researchers involved in the study from the University of Tsukuba in Japan said they aim to learn more about the role running plays in brain function. For the study, which was published in Scientific Reports, researchers had 26 healthy participants run for 10 minutes on a treadmill and then had them participate in what's known as a Stroop Color and Word Test, a test used to measure reaction times in brain processing. For example, the word red is written in green and participants are asked to name the color instead of reading out the word. Participants were also tested after periods of rest as a control. Researchers found participants reacted faster during the test and reported being in a better mood after 10 minutes of running. Activity in the bilateral prefrontal cortex, or BFC, also significantly increased during the test. So you know, BFC modulates cognitive control thereby influencing attention, impulse inhibition, perspective memory, and cognitive flexibility. 
And here's something else that I found very interesting. We've all heard of our brains as gray matter. But in addition to that, there's actually what is referred to as white matter, which is found mostly beneath the gray matter of the brain surface and is kind of like a subway system connecting different regions of the brain. Another way to think of it is white matter is your brain's communication system, like wires that connect brain parts with each other to share messages. A breakdown in this system can slow thinking and lead to other cognitive deficits. If you have high levels of intact white matter, it means your wiring is solid. Your brain is well connected and brain cells can quickly communicate. And I definitely need more intact white matter for sure. I looked into this further and found an article in Runner's World that reinforces this research. In a study published in the publication Nature, a group of over 1,100 people with an average age of about 28 participated in physical and mental tests. In the physical test, participants walked as fast as they could for two minutes. Their distance was measured as a proxy of their endurance. Those who went farthest in the two-minute test scored highest for endurance. In the mental test, researchers gauged little things like memory, reasoning, and judgment. They also used MRI tests to look at brain function. The test revealed the fittest people, those with higher levels of endurance, scored better on cognitive tests and higher levels of something called fractional anisotropy, which resembles the white matter in the brain. Furthermore, those with higher endurance also had higher global cognition scores, which measure things like sorting, memory, and recognition to give a view on overall cognitive performance. After looking at this important research, I think we can all agree that in return for our love and devotion to running, we get smarter, fitter, and above all, happier. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. I'm sure you do too. You can find out more by going to the show notes for this episode at feelgoodrunning.com. You will find links to the articles mentioned above. But first, get out there, get running so you can get smarter, fitter, and happier. I'm sure you've heard the old saying, if pigs could fly, well, this story is kind of like that. Only the saying would go, if ducks could run. Now, this has been out for a bit, but if you haven't seen this story already, which most runners have, you're going to love it. At the New York City Marathon this past November, there was a very unlikely participant, a duck. Yes, a duck. For the first time ever, the race in 2021 saw a waddler with web feet running the race with custom-made shoes. The duck's name is Wrinkle, and she loves to run. Well, runners, this is about the cutest thing I've ever seen, and I caught it on Upworthy.com. Wrinkle's owner shared her triumphant running videos on TikTok and YouTube, which highlight Wrinkle's daily shenanigans, and she has become a social media sensation. People just can't get enough of this webfoot wonder, and what's not to love? Ducks are adorable. Ducks in shoes are super adorable. And a duck in shoes running in a marathon is too adorable to handle. 
I've included two YouTube links in the show notes for this episode of feelgoodrunning.com. One is the video from the race and the other is a hilarious interview with Wrinkle. Watch them and you will have a silly smile pasted on your face for the rest of the day. Guaranteed. So watching Wrinkle, this made me wonder of all the magnificent beasts in the animal kingdom, which are the best at running marathon distances? Well, I found out in a Popular Mechanics article. Seriously, it's been decades since I looked at a Popular Mechanics magazine, and I immediately just thought it was a car magazine. But I went to the website, and oh, it's changed. It's quite impressive, actually. I think I'm going to bookmark it and look at it more often. Getting back on topic, here's how humans and animals measure up. Let's go with horses. Their maximum speed is 54 miles an hour. Their average speed for 20 plus miles is 10.5 miles per hour. So the estimated marathon time for a horse would be two and a half hours. Seriously? Yes, seriously. And I'm really surprised that there are actually humans that could run a marathon faster than a horse if a horse could run a marathon. That's interesting. Through years of selective breeding, racehorses have gained a built-in biological mechanism for efficient blood, the kind that certainly human athletes can only achieve by doping. According to Peter Whalen, professor of physiology and biomechanics at Southern Methodist University, when they start to exercise, their spleen will kick out a whole bunch of red blood cells into their cardiovascular system to make the oxygen-carrying capacity of their blood go up. Human blood dopers transfuse blood before a race to achieve an increased aerobic capacity. However, the horse naturally releases blood cells moments after starting to a gallop. And let's make this very clear. In no way am I even saying that fast marathon runners dope. So please don't take that wrong. I'm just going by the article. All right, well, let's move on to sled dogs. So collectively, they pull a sled at 25 miles per hour. It's not necessarily their maximum speed, but it's collectively. Their average speed for 20 plus miles is 15 miles per hour. So that would equate to an estimated marathon time of one hour and 19 minutes. Whoa, that is well below the two hour threshold that humans are trying to break. Now, each year during the Iditarod sled dog race, packs of 12 sled dogs travel more than a thousand miles in 15 days. The animals working together pull their sleds at speeds of around 15 miles per hour for up to six hours at a time. If running a marathon, Alaskan Huskies would cross the finish line in less than an hour and a half. Chew on that one. Now, what about a camel? Yeah, camel, you know, big camels out in the desert. Their maximum speed is 40 miles per hour. Their average speed for 20 plus miles is 25 miles per hour. And take a guess what a camel's estimated marathon time would be. One hour and two minutes. Oh my gosh! Yes, sir, I see why you're excited. An essential part of running long distance is keeping hydrated. 
And unlike the New York City Marathon, there are no Gatorade checkpoints in the desert. Instead, camels have evolved to store days worth of fat in their humps. Now, what about a pronghorn antelope? Their maximum speed is 55 miles per hour. Their best average speed for 20 plus miles is 30 miles per hour. So guess what their estimated marathon time would be? 45 minutes. You've got to be kidding me! No, sir, I am not kidding you. Speed and stamina do not always go together. For example, the cheetah, the fastest animal on the planet, can only sustain its top speed of 70 miles per hour for approximately 700 yards. Pronghorn antelopes, on the other hand, can maintain speeds of 60 miles per hour for miles at a time. All right, now finally, let's talk about the ostrich. Their maximum speed is also 50 miles per hour. Average speed for 20 plus miles is 30 miles per hour. And their estimated marathon time, the same as the pronghorn antelope, 45 minutes. Freaking unbelievable! Yes, sir, that is unbelievable. Ostriches' long legs are mainly made up of tendon which allow them to maintain high speeds for longer periods of time. Their legs are kind of like a pogo stick. Every time they land on a foot, it stretches the tendon, which recoils back to pop them up into the air. All right, so now we know that while ducks can waddle a marathon, the speed to the finish line by humans is topped only by a few other fast-moving mammals and a bird who can go to distance on foot. Take a look at this episode's show notes at feelgoodrunning.com and check out the hilarious wrinkle comments on TikTok and YouTube. You'll love it. And at your next race, if you see something that looks like a duck, swims like a duck, and quacks like a duck, then it's probably a duck. And if you see a duck during a marathon and it passes you, think about taking up bowling. Might be time to switch sports. No, dude! Okay, don't switch sports. Just enjoy the duck, okay? Finally, congratulations to our hometown girl from right here in Denver, Colorado, funny runner Brittany Charbonneau. She set a record at the Walt Disney World Marathon last month in Florida. The Dopey Challenge is a popular part of the Disney Marathon. It consists of running the 5K, 10K, half marathon, and full marathon on consecutive days. 48.6 total miles. Well, Brittany won all four events in the women's division and is the first person, male or female, to accomplish this. And the Disney Marathon has been around for 29 years. Brittany had a goal to have fun every single race and even dressed in costume. She wanted to soak up every minute. And what's also so impressive, she ran the main Disney Marathon in a time of 2 hours, 45 minutes, and 15 seconds. Wow. She said, the event combines everything that I love. Costumes, Disney, and just everything that I love. So I could not have asked for a better day. Brittany is awesome, and I had an enjoyable interview with her back in episode number 27 of the Feel Good Running podcast. I know you would really enjoy listening to this. We really did have a good time talking. 
As a side note, Brittany placed 13th at the Women's Olympic Trials Marathon a few years ago. In my interview, she mentioned that she's going to try again to qualify and maybe she'll be able to represent the USA at the 2024 Summer Olympics in Paris. I really hope she does. She really is committed. And you'll no doubt continue to hear more about this incredible runner. And she's also a very remarkable woman. Nice job, Brittany, and way to represent our state of Colorado. You rock. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode's running news. And if you should have a news story or article that you think would be worth sharing with our audience, you can send them to me directly at jim at feelgoodrunning.com. That's jim at feelgoodrunning.com. They'll come directly to me. And remember, this podcast is about you and for you. So send those articles my way. I'd appreciate it. All right, it is time for this episode's quote. I just love quotes and I found this one and it's from goneforarun.com and all you runners will definitely relate to this one. Good things come to those that sweat. Pretty simple, right? And isn't it true? Good things come to those that sweat. I know when I go out for a run or go to the gym to cross train, I sweat and it feels so good. And when I'm finished with my workout, I feel I accomplished something and it changes my mood. I'm more alert, happier, and seem to get things done. Don't procrastinate as much. And that's a good thing. So get out there and sweat this week, okay? Well, that's it for this episode, runners. And be sure to check out the show notes for this episode at feelgoodrunning.com. You can find more information and links about the stories you heard during this episode. And I know I ask this of you all the time, but if you could share this episode with your running friends and on your social media network and the podcast in general, I would so much appreciate it. It really does help the show to grow and get the word out there. They say word of mouth is the best advertising possible. So share the love of running. Well, until next time, be safe and run hard. And remember to be kind to everyone, even those that are not kind to you. It is the right thing to do. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please consider sharing this podcast with your running friends and on your social media platforms. To access the show notes that included all the resources and links for this episode and to access past episodes, go to feelgoodrunning.com. Until next time, keep motivated, keep focused, and keep on running. It is sure to make you, well, feel good. Feel good.